Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You are listening to Is It For Real? Real. Real, spelled R-E-L. Formerly, doesn't hold up. Uh, formerly, real world rush rush. You know what I was thinking? What's what? that? We have to, we, I know we have to introduce ourselves, um, but that real, uh, is it for real and real world Westeros share real? Oh, I didn't make that connection. So it's I like neither. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if we could get the the real to be in the font of like uh, the yeah. uh, of um, Game of Thrones. I don't know. Whatever. We'll talk about this at a different time. I'll talk time. to our art director. Yeah. Um, so anyway, hi, uh, I'm Bridget. Hey. I'm introducing myself first this time. Oh man. Uh, I'm so it. I'm you. Katie. And I'm Philip. <laughs> and what movie did we watch? And you are our friendly listeners listening to right now? Crocodile Dundee. Dundee 3, Lost in LA. Oh man, I was so nervous I was going to watch the wrong movie. <laughs> I played, I had a whole thing played out in my head for if I did. But no, we all watched the first one, correct? Yes, clarification um, though, is number three Lost in LA? There's a two that's something different and then a three is in LA? There's two that is like, deals with like drug dealers and they return to Australia for most of it for craziness. Okay. Then the third one, which I've never seen, is in LA. Although I watched the trailer for it after watching Crocodile Dundee last yeah. night. I, I was so confused watching this movie because, spoiler alert, halfway through they go to New York and I thought that that was reserved for like subsequent sequels. Me too! Yeah, so I was like, what? <laughs> like they That's leave Australia? Yeah. yeah. I was it's like, been, oh, is this, is, I thought the second one was like Crocodile D lost in New York. Right, right. When he's like walking, I guess it's kind of iconic when he's like walking with the hat through the New York crowd. But anyway, I, it was fascinating to watch this movie of like what I thought it was about versus what it was about. Same, well, I have so great, many things to say about that. Cause yeah, I've never seen this movie before. Yeah, great time to go into your levels. Mm -hmm. um, so... Since you started off, Katie, what is your level for Crocodile Dundinus? I'm a crocodile embryo, like Bridget. I had never seen this movie before. I was familiar with some of the line, like, um, I'm going to give myself a this is a knife rating. Because okay. that line, I people have quoted, and I knew yeah. that line. But Same. almost nothing else. I knew nothing about this movie. Um, I'm going to give myself... Wow. Uh, a side boob rating because I just I didn't even know there was a woman in this movie. <laughs> I thought this was a movie about a man fighting crocodiles for two hours. I'm the same. I'm the same. That's why I've never watched it. I'm excited to see or to listen to y'all's opinions <laughs> about this. My level would be a Wally level just because I'd forgotten how many times I've actually seen this movie because it's been a while, but I think I watched it a ton when I was a kid. And so I know all of Crocodile Dundee's tricks and trades. So I had a lot of eye rolls and stuff whenever mm -hmm. he pulled out anything from a slight con to assault. So, which I'm sure we'll get into. Right. Later. It's wild. Um, yeah, also, so the this movie was written by the actor. 
of the movie. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it really comes through if you sort of know that, that, uh, yeah, that he made yeah. himself the most irresistible man in the world. I guess uh, that makes sense. It was but also, also really likable and yeah. Totally, totally charming. It was also like 1986. Yep. Um, which was good to note, I guess, in just the context. Um, this may be information you know, but I thought I would just start us on a bummer. Uh, <laughs> that uh, the actor who played the smarmy boyfriend, Mark Blum, died of the coronavirus recently. Oh, oh God. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. My um, it, uh, <laughs> researcher told me that today um that yeah and if you look on his wikipedia page and it says that he passed away in in march from the coronavirus in new york whoa how old is he he's in his 60s that you said i think late 50s early 60s had he been in anything else i didn't really recognize him he was born in 1950 okay late 60s good lord well yeah that's like literally the biggest bummer yeah, that exists. and he's like in the very first scene, basically. So I was like, oh, well, that's timely. Sad. Yeah. We shall dedicate this podcast to him. Mark <laughs> Blum. Very, very meager. Yeah. Totally. Honor, totally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's uh, very good playing an 80s smarmy. Oh, what a D-bag. Oh, my God. The Usually worst. the people that are the best at playing those are actually the nicest people. So yeah. I'm sure he probably was... Really I would nice. totally, I would totally believe that. Another weird, like, um, hummer bummer is uh, that the two, the woman, the protagonist, who <laughs> literally, I don't know what her name is, um, uh, and Paul Hogan were Ew? like, mar- the blonde woman. She What's has her name? Sue. Sue. Oh, I thought you said who. Sick. Like, the woman. Sue and Crocodile Dundee were married in real life yeah. for like years and years. His, Paul Hogan's romantic history is like fascinating like he was married yeah. for to one woman for 32 years but on and off on and off <laughs> <laughs> like they got divorced and married divorced and married and then he met this woman the blonde woman from the movie sue and they were married until 2014 when they decided to get divorced which is always amazing to me because he's like 80 so i guess he got divorced um at like yeah 75 which is fine great Great. It's just, it's just, it was just really interesting reading his Wikipedia page. He wasn't able to fight crocodiles anymore, and so she dumped him. She ditched him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. The very first thing you see is a shot of the Twin Towers. Yeah. Yeah. A little weird, and then you know you're in the time period, of course. Oh, I wanted to say one other thing about the smarmy boyfriend was that that is such an 80 important character. I mean, there's always like, the editor really like smart sassy lady whose boyfriend is just the worst yeah Yeah. and then like a doofus comes along to take her away from him yeah yeah i know totally um that is the plot of hot rod as well (laughs) my first my first note for this movie is isn't this an australian movie (laughs) because like i was so confused because like she was speaking in a like american accent so it's a boyfriend i was just like what is this movie about? Um, uh, so yeah. And then she's, don't worry, I'm a New Yorker. She's going to like follow, follow My first this. note was, is her hair that wet all the time? <laughs> yeah. It was some wet hair at the beginning. It's very wet. And then I was like, is that yeah. slick back? Is it wet? It wasn't flattering. No. My my first note was uh, Lady Be Rich. I mean, she's going in on like helicopters and she had that insane penthouse. Yeah, the helicopter. The Sydney- 
opera house. Yeah. Oh my God. To just follow this like story that there is, I guess is intriguing. It's like a man in Australia fought a crocodile, which seems like not news in Brisbane. I, I agree with you. I kept saying, like, what is this story about? Is it that important? And, like, yeah. I have some friends who are reporters, and I they're not making that much money. But she, she is. You have to remember, she is the daughter of the owner of the paper. Yeah. I realized later. Right. It actually right. does make, yeah, it makes it make more sense later. When you're like, oh, right. I mean, she just gets to do whatever she wants, and it doesn't have to sell papers and yeah. whatever. Her creepy dad came in. Oh. Yeah, I I literally thought he was gonna kiss her on the mouth. Yeah, um, yeah, who's the that? Way he was like, who's got a kiss for your dad? And it was, it was like, not the mouth, not the mouth. And and yeah. they're also like the same age. It's like totally weird. No, right? he's older than. <laughs> oh wait, Hulk. I said almost said Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, Paul Hogan. Yeah, Paul Hogan. Yeah, Paul Hogan. My um, my next note is about the guy. Is it Walt? Like Crocodile Dundee's like Wally. Hand ma- Wally, sorry, Wally Rayuting, right? Wally. Um, is he dressed in drag? Like, is he he's wearing such a low cut um t-shirt and like a scarf around his neck, and he has like a jacket on that's tied at the waist. He really looks like he's wearing a lady's outfit. I never noticed that. Maybe I don't think so. I think it's more of just sort of this. It's just the cut. Of the British just, Empire, yeah, yeah. Lad sort of thing. Yeah, maybe that's. It's more of like a soldier's cut. But I was like, "What is it?" I. It took me a long time to understand that that character was not supposed to be queer, and then I had to kind of like reprogram my brain. He had a really cute dog, though. That black and white yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good dog. Yeah. Um, I wrote down, uh, we're pretty informal in the bush. That was Wally's line to her yeah. about how the world works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get a uh, indo- indoctrination into bush life, I guess. Yeah, because right. they are supposed to be, like, so the first call comes from Cindy, uh, Cindy, Sydney, or somewhere, right, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Melbourne, Sin- Sydney, like a major city. And Sydney. then, like, yeah. and then she goes... Yeah like walk about town or whatever it's called is like really out there right even that bar like even where she goes is out there and then they go even farther yeah. into walk the outback about, walk about walk creek. creek thank you yeah also yeah, i just get- want to restate that this movie is just nothing like i thought it was <laughs> so- yeah i thought we'd be watching I, I actually watched it with um annie and her roommate Alyssa, and like they I had to really convince them that this was not Steve Irwin. Like, I think they thought that we were going to be watching, like, they thought that the stunts with the animals were real. Like, that Paul Hogan was, like, this animal guy that got a movie. And I was like, no, yeah. no, I think he's, like, a Australian TV personality that got a movie. Like, he, this is for sure production value on how he's, like, making that cow sit down. And- <laughs> um, Lots of dark. Yeah, so, so in the bar, right? And get introduced to, to Mick Dundee, yeah. Yep. Michael J. Dundee. I know. Like, that's a lot of Michael J's in the world, huh? Fun fact, it's- though, Michael J. Fox, I think his actual name is Michael A. Fox, but there was already a Michael A. Fox in SAG, so he picked Michael J. Fox. I don't know why I know that. Mm. Wow, Good what t- does the A stand for, for Michael J. Fox? Well, nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I think A, I don't know what the A stands for, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? We'll wow. save that one for um, Secret to My Success uh, episode. Oh, yeah. 
I don't think I ever watched that one. I just, I was doing some research on Back to the Future and I looked at Cool. Well, there's uh, yeah. in the bar cool. that, that, that um, Croc is like a poacher and they kind of yeah. like keep talking about that. And here's why I bring that up because the entire movie, I was waiting for some, some sort of rising action or climax, which there was none. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's no conflict. There was that's like, in Crocodile Dundee too. I've got <laughs> notes about that later in the movie <laughs> too. I'm like, what this is this movie about? It is <laughs> yeah. a rom-com, meet cute, uh, fish out of water. Low-key rom, low-key com. But yes, <laughs> yes. Fish out of water for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I was so, I was confused in the bar of like when he brought in that like clearly stuffed crocodile from the movie Hook. Like I didn't know if we were supposed to believe that that crocodile was real. And I'm like, oh no, everybody everybody realizes this is a stuffed crocodile except for sue which is the first of a hundred times we see her startled beyond reason yeah yeah <laughs> for everything that happens in her life she's like this tough no nonsense lipstick wearing lady until something scares her and then she's too scared right yeah nora was not impressed with her damsel in distress stick constantly well, like sort of that- like a brassy lady uh, you know, news reporter, but just at every turn, she just sort of squeals and jumps on a chair. And decides on the absolute wrong wardrobe for oh my every God. situation. Yeah. Everything. I have so many wardrobe comments to make. Well, the about. next note I have, but I don't know how quickly we want to leave the bar, but is like that scene where she's lounging on the boat looking like Jackie O. <laughs> and she's just an amazing time. And then he points at a crocodile and she freaks the yeah, F just, out. Like, Nora said this, like, what, is, what was she expecting to see on this trip in crocodile waters? That's what her whole... Tea, and she sees one and just flips her shit. It's what her soul story's about. We yeah. also were like, what, what is this story about? Like, what were they hoping, like, to find? It reminds me, there was, like, this outside magazine, Phil. I don't even remember this, but it was in our bathroom for a long time. The one that, like, was about the crocodile that had, like... Yeah. Oh, I definitely read that one. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk more about you sharing a bathroom? <laughs> we shared a bathroom, and we shared a lot of reading material throughout several years. And so there was this, like, yeah, crocodile in Africa that was, like, eating tons of people, and it was, like, nuts. Um, so I was like, maybe that's what she's writing about? Like, maybe that's what this article's going to end up being? But it just, it didn't feel like she had a plan for what she was, yeah. Anyway. Although we find out later that it's very popular popular article among the streetwalkers of New yeah, York City. Yeah, everybody, all the prostitutes yeah. in New York know about it. Yeah. I want to go back to the bar really quick because okay. there's a okay. little the moment where, you know, the guy who puts the beer on his head, right, sure. and Croc kisses him and he loses his shit. And that's kind of like, since this is, is it for real, right? We have to kind of like think about like the, that's like a first little moment of like Homophobia. Croc's world where we see there's like, you know, he's on, men are men and women are women, right? Because that, that comes out later. Yeah, obviously. yeah, for sure. It, it, um, I have a big question about that late wait. <laughs> Good Lord. Whew. Yeah, yeah. The bar actually so they, looked kind of fun, but yeah. Oh, no, I, yeah, it, it super looked fun. I would want to hang out there. Yeah. It, it reminded me of the bar at, in Roger Rabbit. Yeah, totally. It was like all these like dirty people who have like, are the misfits of the world hanging seemed, out? Yeah, it seemed like a misfit bar. I did like the, and this is like fairly realistic, I suppose, for like an outback town, like any kind of like desert-like 
town where the sun is super strong. Like everybody was covered in like a layer of like dirt, like a film. It yeah. never left Crocodile Dundee ever. A lot of sun Even damage, a lot of dirt. He was yeah. still covered in dirt. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Maybe because he was washing his clothes in the bathtub. But... Yeah, he, he he's a mixed bag, that Mick Dundee. He is. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we'll talk about it in a bit. I know you wanted to talk about sort of the poaching side of it, Bridget. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll, when we get to the boat and stuff, we can, we can chat about that. But yeah, so they, they jump in there, a little awesome uh, sort of like dune buggy back road vehicle and go out there. Oh, right. Some, what's that? No, yeah, he just does that trick with the cow. Right, yeah. Makes the cow submit, which is like, it's, oh, this it's guy. Like this, baby. It's thumb and pinky, thumb and pinky. There you go. Oh, what did I do? Horns. I did the horns. <laughs> no, yeah. Open. No, that's too many fingers. Yeah, no, that probably would get the same result. Um, um yeah, and then we got sight gags on this podcast. Although I gotta say, like he takes the cow from standing in the way to lying yeah. in the way. So I don't know what the plan was after that, but he he made him lay down. Which is impressive. I I guess there was a danger that he would the thing would poke their tires if they drove around it because yeah, it definitely didn't look like it helped that. I have to say, maybe I'm really naive, and Phil, I don't know if you've had this experience in Belize. You are really naive. That's the response. <laughs> That's all I want to know. I have, I have to say, maybe I'm naive. Go on. Um, right. That in, in Honduras, and in Panama for that matter, where I've like lived, spent some time, I would often find bulls or cows like in the road like that, in the middle of the path, and it you never... No, I'm just saying that like maybe I didn't maybe I didn't calculate the danger that I was in. Um, like what the da- they, they, the music in this movie implied that they were in like crazy danger, and I was like, I have been in that situation, and I've never felt like. I mean, it's annoying because maybe you have to wait till they get out of the road. I guess if you were in a car. Um, I mean that that was a really big bull, and it could have gored. I them. guess it could charge you. I guess it could. I mean, yeah, I think the answer is maybe maybe I'm just crazy naive. Then there's the other side of it that a lot of this is a tall tale and it's an exaggeration and Mick is making things that should seem that aren't actually dangerous seem dangerous. So really crazy. Yeah, that's true. Um, So Phil, you were mentioning, so then they get to the boat, right? With the teeth, the teeth marks in it. And there, there's no water there, right? But there was water there. Is that what he was implying? That like the water comes in and out? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, because yes. Um, oh. I will match Katie's story, and so I worked at uh, a series of lagoons in uh, Belize that actually did have crocodiles, and yeah, mm. the, the water would fluctuate a lot. And random story. I was randomly walking around there, like chest deep, alone in Ugh. water trying to like plot this stuff and at this point i didn't realize that we had crocodiles in the water there nobody um, told you no no one told me and so i was out there like doing these gps points and i came back and they're like oh yeah got some it was like huh that was not the safest thing i ever Oof, ever did rough but yeah so it, the water level fluctuates around they find the boat they find that it has a lot of bullets in there which i think i mean no big surprise, considering he's wearing a crocodile vest and a hat right. adorned with crocodile teeth. And a necklace with crocodile teeth. Right. He's poaching 
crocodiles. And he makes it really clear and kind of in a very believable way, actually, when she's like, oh, did you, were you shooting crocodiles? And he's like, no, that's illegal. I was fishing. Like, it was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, then they get into like a, a, a very big political conversation by the fire. Yeah. The next, oh, right. the next note I have is gay Nazis, question mark. <laughs> what is she talking about? She's talking about an ex-boyfriend of hers who protested everything, right? Like yeah. that's, right. that's what they had in common, I guess. And then probably he's off protesting gay Nazis right now, which I don't understand what she's even... I have this feeling that like the Paul Hogan was like, what's the opposite of me? Like, <laughs> something, like people who care too much. Like, yeah. I care at all. Yeah. Is that... Which, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that ex-boyfriend, or ex-husband, I guess, comes back at the very beginning of Crocodile Dundee 2 and starts oh. off the story. Interesting. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, so, then, so then he kills a snake. Yeah. Yeah. And then they camp with no tent. That's in crazy. like yeah. the work like Australia is one of the scariest like yeah. places for wildlife. I cannot imagine putting my head in the dirt in an Australian night. It is nuts. Also, she has her first outfit change into what I would describe as like a night jumper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, like looking at her backpack and I was like, how many outfits did you put in there? Because you she had a lot. And I'll I'll talk about I think- because yeah. it's, it's all like silks and very thin fabrics that they can fit a bunch in I there. See. Her night you jump, know? right. Which is just like waiting for a snake to crawl up the pant. Uh, you know. yeah. it's, it's, the, it's, it's just ill-prepared for any of it. She, she has so many mosquito bites on her side. Oh, God, all of it. Fire ants, like... Scorpions. Yeah. The next note I have. So is this when like kind of the gun, like the poachers or whoever comes, and then he like same poachers from the bar. Right. Yes. Yes. The guy with the hat. Yeah, I noticed that. And then the um, and then Paul Hogan takes a dead kangaroo and props him up in between a tree, which makes (laughs) it look like a character from Chuck E. Cheese. And then he like shoots from behind. And I just have a note that says like this music doesn't match this gunfight because the music is like from like homeward bound or something like it's like this inspirational like oh thank goodness like Mm. we're all it's so weird i was i I just like i love the music in in this movie i forgot i mean it's it's ingrained because i watched it so many times as a kid okay yeah 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 yeah. it starts those little like jangly guitar riffs oh i love it i love it jeff Uh, jeff had very strong feelings about the music too and he's seen this movie a hundred times yeah today while we were watching he was like man the music in this movie is so good (laughs) you guys yeah i was having the exact the exact same, uh, I think, quote, yeah. Um, but so yeah, thank God he was there to killed, kill them. What's that? I say, thank God he was there to, to scare them away. Cause... Right. But I think he definitely had to have killed, like, three of those guys. He, he's, like, shoots the gun out of his hand. He oh, shoots yeah. through the windshield of, yeah. of that. So, I mean, three of those guys are just at least shot or killed, you know? Yeah. No, totally. Easily. And then the, the next note I have is that he insists on shaving on day two of camping. Like, he yeah. couldn't not shave for 
12 hours. It's like nuts. I mean, it's a funny, it is a funny joke right. of like Although using a his, razor. His skin looks so thick. I just can't imagine hair even being able to like poke through. Just so tanned. And, yeah, uh, totally. Um, all yeah. right. So then I need to talk about Sue's outfit. This is oh, the, <laughs> the skirt that like just has a tra- uh, family of tarantulas living up of it. Like she oh. has like a like a wilderness skirt with a slit yeah. and a bathing suit with side boob, which we, we we don't even know the extent of the bathing suit until the we find out. Oh. The we most find out. the most uncomfortable bathing suit to be wearing you around. can't wear a bathing suit like that casually you should not wear a bathing suit like that in the heat for that long it's, it's bad for your body parts it's so it looks it looks insane because <laughs> they're so hiking they are hiking in the book this isn't even, like just the yeah it's often even the her- backpack like on that just like chafing her side it's offering over. her no support anywhere just fabric <laughs> where fabric shouldn't be it's the worst yeah it was oh great God. it was great. i mean uh, yeah there's pay there's a payoff to it uh, yeah and she's um, like so yeah, you know she, what? She the- I'm, I'm going off on my own right so i need so why i need i re i rewound it and i was like wait why what is happening she goes off on her own she shoots at his foot he doesn't even flinch which is insane from the hip she shoots at his foot from the hip which is just he has no more toes that is is that is that a prop shotgun like what is she using and then like why does she go off on her own where is she that she can handle herself this is that sort of like brassy broad that instantly becomes Dumb. damsel in distress. It's just it's yeah, so weird. It's unprovoked. I, unprovoked. I I didn't understand it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Hey, it's a it's a tough world out here for men." And she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll show you what a tough world for men is." I'm leaving. <laughs> that doesn't make uh-huh. any sense. Her voice yeah, is so. Think, yeah, 80s. his mild. Or go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, there's something about her voice and the way that she talks. It's just like completely affected. Yeah, remind yeah. me of watching an old time movie. Totally. Uh, yeah, I forget. I, yeah. Well, um, is, is the next part then where she reveals that she's wearing a bathing half a day? Right. Because she decides to fill up her water bottle in swamp. A, in <laughs> um, a puddle. In a swamp that comes up to her shins. So she strips down to yeah. go into a swamp to fill up like absolutely dysentery water. Yeah. Also, so nuts. The, the way she takes her fashion skirt off is so dramatic and nobody ever takes their clothes off that way. Nobody. Unless unless you know that a older blonde man is watching you <laughs> through the woods. Yeah. You don't ever bend at the waist and then pull a skirt off. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You could That's just for the straight down. That's for the 70 year old ninja following her. Um, and yeah. she takes off her shoes, which for me, as you know, that's just a no, no. You're wading into water. You have no idea what's in there and you're taking off your shoes. No, Keds, um, which she wore to a also jungle experience. For yeah. a long distance hike. Um, but yeah. no, yeah, the, the dysentery she was gonna get from drinking that water was much more dangerous than that crocodile. Yeah, it's like a murky, oh, gross. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then the croc, so then the crocodile comes up and it's like really like, like, yeah, how does that not even, how does that not snap her neck? She's just going, um, 
it's scary for sure. Yeah. I laughed out loud. When the crocodile <laughs> came out. Oh, it was like this beautiful and- puppet. And <laughs> yeah. And he was like, hey. Well, I actually kind of was thinking before that happened, I was like, man, this movie gives a lot of time to breathe because it was like a long time with her not talking, not doing much of anything, but being kind of like wilderness dumb. And then it was like, like a crocodile came out of nowhere, which was exciting. Because yeah, I'd forgotten how long it'd been before since someone had spoken because we actually had subtitles on because my... uh, Couchmate while watching this uh, couldn't understand a word that any yeah. of the script. Uh, yes, I, get uh, it. I also was having a hard time understanding. Because <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, I was just translating after each line, and then I was like, "Let's just translate." Yeah, some of it is. Yeah, some of it is a little bizarre. Like especially in the bar. Like, yeah, and then the other point is, as she was getting sort of strangled by her canteen. Uh, Nora was just saying, just duck your head and it'll fall off. That's what I thought. Like, if you duck it, and I don't know if she was, I know, I was thinking about that. It was like, is she so locked in that she can't even, yeah, but she was struggling. I mean, I thought that too. Just like, don't worry about putting my head closer to the crocodile. I guess that's the thing, but right. But if she didn't, it just felt like either A, how is that strap not breaking? B, you're going to like snap your neck out. Like, yeah. So then, yeah. of course, Paul Hogan is thankfully stalking her. Well, he's been <laughs> right. following her the whole time. He's been following her. Um, so he comes out of nowhere, and she, like Phil, you said um, very astutely, becomes the damsel in distress immediately and just mm-hmm. goes into his arms. She has, like, a okay. switch on her that just, yeah. Yeah, and then he, like, slowly stabs the crocodile. Like, <laughs> like just like, woo! That's a that's a rough way to kill a crocodile. But yeah. But then it's it's interesting because like we didn't talk about this, but in like when they get off the boat and he like checks Wally's watch and he's like, oh, it's it's T twenty. You can tell where the 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 where the sun is. That's how we tell time here. And then like Wally, <laughs> you know, like he he's cheating because of Wally's watch. I'm like, is he just like a total con artist? But then you're like, well. He does know how to kill the shit out of a crocodile. Right. So it's, it's an interesting thing that they do with him. Because right? at first I was like, is this all a con? Is he just going to kill her? And then um, <laughs> and then also what we've forgotten to mention is like they, they tell us that he's been raised by aborigin- aboriginals. He's, he was raised in the bush by a tribe. Right. Which I have to say, I was expecting the worst um, not holding up of... Like of all time, and it wasn't that bad. No, I original thing. Fine, you know, um, I don't know enough about it to even weigh in, probably. But I looked up the. Um, I mean, is that where we are now? Where the actor? Yeah, we are. He like right. The well, but first, first he goes to check her butts. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and she gets on in a prone position. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's just presenting her rear, t- and then suddenly she's terrified again right um, but then it's it's our friend it's a friend yeah so they kind of do this bait and switch where then crocodile dundee comes up with him with a knife and then it seems like maybe they know each other from childhood or yeah. they know each other but he's also kind of like a city dweller who lives right. in the bush um and i looked up that actor and he was also he's kind of like one of the more like the most famous i think aboriginal actors like he was in rapid proof fence so you're like well hopefully if this guy's involved hopefully there's like some kind of like input that he's able to give like about that dance about other things i've got to think so 
All I'm saying is I was expecting way, way, way worse. And so I was like holding my breath and I was like, okay, this guy is the good guy. This isn't like some like savage thing. So anyway, I don't know. So we have that. She like tries to photograph him. He noticed, sees her and stuff like that. Um, The only, I forget. Let's see. Oh, I guess this happens at the sort of the the lake that they find. Um, I think it was just sort of the him cranking up him, hitting on her like a bunch, which I think is exactly what a woman wants when she's alone with her guide. She wants him to just really put on the move. The best time to do it, the best time to do it is when you are dependent on that person for your own safety and survival and you're really out of your element. Mm -hmm. That's when the strike while the iron is hard. Scared. Yeah, you're really scared of everything. You're not sure what to trust. You don't know what to eat. Scared, you know, vulnerable, like, have no agency. That's what right. we're doing. You're starved because you, you haven't eaten any. Like, is everything a joke? <laughs> Do I eat these things <laughs> and we plot a can? Like, oh, what are yeah. we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had another, even, though. I think there was even, like, a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. Um, basically, Dennis being the serial killer that he is, he gets a boat and wants to bring women on there. So he can like proposition them because they won't say no because of the implication. And that's basically this. It's like there's this huge implication. If you don't go with this pass, this man with a knife and a gun, yeah. who's your only totally. life to get it out of. It's just like, yeah, don't all, all of the uh, wilderness guides out there listening to our podcast. Don't do this. Well, it's a little Carol Baskin remnant because if you recall from Tiger King, I do. I recall everything she from goes Tiger with King. her first uh, husband because he had a, a gun on her front on the front seat of his car, which he let her hold while they drove around. Uh, and oh yeah, cooler, uh, yes. And that Croc uh, gave her a gun to hold. That's right. Um, that, that's that's how you really win a woman. Good that's, connect. I felt very romantic. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it's about time for us to yeah just, to New York City. We're jumping to New York, which I don't understand why. <laughs> why does he go to New York? I don't, I don't do get that. it. <laughs> I don't understand. I kept asking that. I was like, wait, did I miss something? Why are is they this, going? This is my question. I know why she's going back to New York, but why is it part of the story? Is now her story like a fish out of water story, like reversal? Like yeah. There's, That's part well, first, of it. There's rave reviews by the women and men on the street Which is, about, yeah. you know, but this, I have a question this first about that. Yeah. I didn't realize she had been writing articles and sending them to New York. Like, how it's was very she confusing. writing them? What was she writing it on? Napkins. How was she sending it? I mean, yeah. she had that tape recorder. Okay. But she only took out once and then was interrupted. Um, right. Yeah. So did she, yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. And like, are people, were people that bored in the 80s that they like just didn't have anything else to focus on? I mean, I yeah. gotta tell you though, in an ironic twist, I mean, Crocodile Dundee in the 80s, I think is Tiger King in modern sure. day, right? Yeah. I think it's the same story. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. All right. Touche. I guess so. All right. But so, I don't know if there was that little media in the 80s that like this like opinion column in the New York in Times, a or yeah, it was. It was. I, I was. I was having a hard time with the timeline too, because I thought she was building up to do this like giant like ethnography on him, and then it was like, oh, I guess this has been like a week by week like column on the crocodile man. I don't know. 
there must have been she must have hung out in walkabout creek for a while after they got back from this like three-day right journey two-day um, right yeah right. monday to like, wednesday <laughs> yeah the yeah. whole what day is it waltz yeah which yeah i mean say what you will about mick dundee but he is sort of endearingly charming in those yeah. sort of throwaway lines totally sure. totally I mean, so this charm to it's just so so now they're in new york which has seven wait before we get there (laughs) i want to talk about that airplane which was so spacious i know it was a transcontinental flight yeah but think about what's happened to airplane i mean they were in like luxury recliners yeah i I mean again i guess it's just a hint to how rich she is she's super rich yeah i think that's right i guess you're right i was just like wow it's so fancy um and he and we see that he doesn't know what an escalator yeah yes um which i guess is i was trying to think of it and like i guess he does spend all of his time in walkabout creek he says he's never been to a city He's never even been to his, yeah, right. What a mind fuck, right? To go from not having been to Australian City in the 80s to going to New York City. Who, so is this like a Tarzan story? Yeah. I mean, they even say that, right? Basically, doesn't, yeah, it is. Doesn't she say, right. why do I always feel the Jane to your Tarzan or something? Oh, they do? Okay. She says that at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a fish out of water story. Um Annie was saying that it really reminded her of Romancing the Stone, which I've not seen. Ooh, that is, I, I think that's going to be on one of my lists. Yeah, um, it, we looked it up. It came out a couple of years before this. So she was like, I wonder if this kind of inspired it. Because she, she had not seen it either. But she's like, this is like a very similar plot. What about Splash? That's a real fish out of water story, am I right? <laughs> That's really yeah, funny. Yeah, it is. That's very funny. Oh, I've seen that one a bunch too. Oh, that would yeah. be good to rewatch. Um, yeah. I have a note though. With, then when they come, he he gets they get out of the airport at New York, and they, um, I mean, she's greeted by her boyfriend. They make out great. I guess it's kind of when we realize that they're definitely. Did together. she tell him? You know, because I assumed that they did it back in Australia. It's hard to know. I know we were saying like... I don't think they did do it. But then when she's like comes in the hotel room with the leg, that's when I was like, oh, maybe they did do it. I don't know. Because that's confusing too. Well, I've been out about that later. But like, they do say that New York City, like a city of 7 million people. But doesn't it have 13 people today? Like, I mean, I know it's in 86. Obviously the population could have grown. But I was like, only 7 million? I think that it has... I'll look it up right now. I just think it has a lot of people. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I just noted that, like, 7 million. But um, that was, like, seven. 30 years ago, so... Yeah. Like, anyway. Um, there's... We meet Mr. Winslow. Hey! Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was fun. Backdrop. Croc asks him what tribe he's in, which he gets away with, which is a kind of a upsetting question. Right? But then you think, okay, well, he was only, like, a round tribe. I think it it works, because, I mean, it's designed to be, like, oh, he's putting his foot in his mouth. Like, it was written to be that sort of an offensive thing to say. Right. Um, yeah. But it's coming from yeah. genuine place. I mean, that's the whole shtick of this movie, is that he... He's, he, like, fumbling. I mean, some things yeah. he gets away with, like this one. Other things, which we'll talk about later, I don't think he gets away with it by being just this sort of like genuinely naive person. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we. There's a scene about a bidet. Yep. Uh huh. Um, which I guess that hotel actually doesn't have bidets. I, I rushed the a plaza. Little so lots of people have, having watched this movie, searched the hotel and could not find any bidets and in, in that 
fancy hotel. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's funny the- that that was even there because it's not a really American thing. That's what no. Annie was saying. She was like, I bet there's more bidets in Australia than in the U.S. Yeah. But yeah. Um, my next note is, why is Crocodile Dundee here? <laughs> 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 but um, I'm just like, what? Um, for, for the article. It's just... It's, it's for it's, the article. Ongoing article series, which I think was a thing. So, it, yeah. That's, yeah. That's so why. then... He turns on the TV in the room and I like the joke of like, I, I turned on the TV once at my mate's house and then he, he turns it on. It's like Lucille Ball and he's like, yep, that's what was on. It's kind of funny. <laughs> that was a funny joke. Um, oh, and then the, wasn't that a crappy TV for the quality of, I know TV is eight, advanced. But, but at the same time, that looks like a really crappy TV for that fancy hotel. Yeah, I mean, I I had to note that that hotel looked terrible. It looked like your grand, like a grandma's house. It was I just feel like all ho- all TVs look the same until they suddenly didn't. Like flat maybe, screen. Maybe yeah. they maybe just forgetting it. So I think it they could be were all that shitty. Like, or they were in those like big, cute, like wood units. I think well. also yeah. because they turn on a black and white show, it might have looked different if it had been. Sure. Um, but then the next. Um, note I have is that just the boyfriend is such a sleazeball because yeah. like, they, they go to meet him and he's like checking out a girl and that's like where it signals to the audience like by the way this is Bradley Cooper in Wedding Crashers so you feel free to hate him and not give a shit whether or not um, Sue and him end up together so it kind of gives the audience right. permission to very much root for Sue and Crocodile Dundee which as someone was saying earlier that's just always the case with 80s boyfriends is that they check out, check all the worst boxes. I'm thinking of like the wedding singer. I mean, not that that was a movie in the 80s. No, yeah. I mean, that was just sort of highlighting that trope of like the boyfriend is always the worst. He also just like has that snobby villain. Like his father probably bought the ski town and turned it into a strip mall, you know? Like he's just the jerk. I just want to talk about a little bit, a moment of of Croc's white privilege. uh, yeah. <laughs> when he climbs onto the signpost in, in New York and then the cop comes to help him and takes machete and then rides him back to his hotel. Yeah. And no problem yeah. Questions. <laughs> I was definitely thinking that same thing. That um, I was, would only have happened for a white guy. I was thinking of that too. Actually, there's a fascinating article I read about Tiger King with the same thing um, with white privilege and like only white people can have a reality show about them committing crimes <laughs> and just just put on Netflix but um, I was thinking the same thing later on in this movie when Carl Winslow like rams those guys with his car and I was like oh what is gonna happen here and I honestly did the mental calculation of like well he's with Crocodile Dundee's wife so I guess you know what I mean like it was yeah. So yes, yes. The white privilege is definitely a big part of this. Um, also, also, so we have sort of the dinner with the boyfriend and he, mm-hmm. Crocodile Dundee, gets fed up with his shit and punches him, which is his MO of just like decking guy or but, decking fun. So he, does he punch him or does he like get his shoulder? What's the magic trick? It's like, weird because I, I was asking about that scene because you don't see it happening. It's a very strange cut where like, He's like, hey, look, I want that food over there. And he then really quick. And then she yeah. walks away and then he's like, Poof. Also, he's just sucker punching people. You know? yeah. Which, um, 
Yeah, like when they're not looking. You've offended me. I'm going, let's fight. It's just like, hey, look over there and then just dex them. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I wrote down at that dinner that like, it looks like they're having dinner at like the Rainforest Cafe. It's like (laughs) the most corny. It's like toucans in the background. The boyfriend is dressed like a Miami drug dealer. He's got this like full white suit on. Um, and I absolutely didn't <laughs> mind him getting punched in the face because he's such an ass at dinner. Yeah. And you're definitely rooting for Crocodile Dundee. Um, but then I was also kind of like in the in the cabaret home and like, why is the girlfriend, why is Sue so unconcerned about this guy? Because this guy like went from functioning to concussion and then yeah. she's annoyed that he says he's going to throw up. And I'm like, he's going to throw up because he's like, has a he concussion. He clearly and does him. not care about him at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was indicative by the uh, whole the whole hotel towel incident, where she just clearly didn't care anymore. Yeah, she's she oh, was- yeah yeah yeah. Um, and then they go to that bar where the most like transphobic. The whole scene is although just- wait, for, first of all, I'm I'm, I'm going to set up the good parts. Go so ahead, can, like. The bar, much like the bar in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, is is generally, you know, mixed races. At at first, you know, everyone's very tolerant of having a transgender person in True. there. It's it's very much fine. And I was like, oh, you know, this is holding up better than I was thinking that it would. And then, I, of course, it takes. I knew I knew what was coming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's a nosedive. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I definitely know what you're talking about. Like, it's like New York City, 1986, and everybody is hanging out in the same place. So that right. is really cool. Um, and then the F-bomb is dropped, which doesn't make any sense. Um, and I wonder if it makes sense to Crocodile Dundee, because I'm like, does that mean cigarette? Like, I don't know what he thinks that word means. I like means. how you say Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the, is it? Like the... The Dundees from The Office. I think that's probably yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I think he's talking about yeah. Dundee. Yeah. Dundee. But then he, yes, Dundee. And then he, like, grabs the transgendered person's penis, I guess. Yeah. And then the yes. then he, she, runs out. And then, like, I can't tell if everybody's laughing yes. at Dundee whole- for not knowing or is it, is, are they laughing at what happened? It's kind I of I think they're laughing here. at what, I, I took it as, like, they're laughing at what happened. They're laughing at the trans, the, transgender person. Yeah. Um, and and con- like, yeah. oh, that, that really sort of blew this sort of idealistic version of this bar that right. they were, ba- I guess they were barely tolerating her. And right, right, right. completely laughed her out of the bar. Yeah. Right. And it's like a really heavy weighted intense setup for a joke yeah yeah. yes right um and it shows like because at first i was like well it but i didn't realize that croc didn't know that was a a transgendered woman because i was like oh he's just like picking her up you know which would have been awesome because he is not just like that's the part so so after that i mean to tie into kind of like the point after that he meets like two prostitutes that are basically Betty Boop. <laughs> it's like the most like, hey, sister, like yeah. 1930s prostitutes. <laughs> and what I couldn't tell, like the transgender stuff would, I guess, make sense in um, Walkabout Creek that 
probably he's not really met a lot of transgender right. people, but like prostitutes, I was like, there's no way that this yeah. guy doesn't know what a prostitute is. And so that was like hard to, it was just like hard to understand, like, is he still a fish out of water here? Or... Well, seeing how rough like the other people in that bar look, you know, I've got to think that the Walkabout Creek prostitutes also look really, really yeah. rough. Maybe so, they don't. These are like, the, maybe that. Yeah, these women were very fetching. Very done up, very like central casting. And going to like high rolling elite parties later on. And reading the New York Times. Yeah, right. Yes. Yes, it's play by play. Pretty woman era of prostitutes where they are very well read, very educated, but just want to be prostitutes. Yep. Uh huh. Or have to be. Um, And then he like. Drunk drives in the taxi. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, sure, the, the Italian guy's super wasted, but Crocodile Dundee's drunk as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, they can hold their liquor, those Australians, but they're not, you know, gods that can yeah, totally. not get drunk. Yeah. The, the next note I have is him being in the bathtub and just a reminder that, like, you can't just wash your socks with soap, wring them out, and then they're clean. Like, I hope he's, like, is he planning to add water to them later? I was like, this doesn't work at all. You have to, like, soap and then water afterwards. So, anyway, I don't know what his plan was. That's well, true. I mean, we also see that he's been sleeping on the floor. Which makes zero sense. Stabbing his, stabbing his, his <laughs> clothes up with a knife, which, if that housekeeper came in and didn't report him, <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's, yeah. Well, also what I loved is he was being very self-conscious and like ashing cigarette in his hat because he didn't want to mess right. up that place. But he was perfectly fine with just shoving a knife into the wall yeah. to put up a, a hanger. And then it like begs the question, like, where is he sleeping on a daily basis? Because that camping trip was Monday to Wednesday. And he must have a bed or a cot yeah. or a hammock. Like... I didn't, I didn't really understand the sleeping on the floor thing. It's cute, um, but it yeah. doesn't quite add up. And then it's like the whole, that whole leg trick. Like, how is it better that it's her and not the housekeeper? Like, she's with this boyfriend. It was just like a weird prank to play on the, um, the guy you're doing a story about. Yeah. With an accent. Oh, also, yeah. I mean, don't get me started. <laughs> that when, accent was rough. Yeah. When yeah. he meet the housekeeper, he was obviously out till like 3 a.m. And then this is like nine in the morning. And right. yeah. So and also, he, he was going to sleep with those prostitutes. So yes. like, why not sleep with this housekeeper who's great? I just don't I just understand that. <laughs> I just didn't get you it. You don't know she's great, Katie. Come <laughs> on. Seemed great. She's great. She seemed she brought wonderful. him towels? Yeah. Brought him towels, didn't mind that he's stabbing holes in the wall. Like... I guess that's not, she's not a great housekeeper. She's a great person. She shouldn't have known because I assume he did that at like five in the morning. Who knows? And she hasn't been in that room yet. Or I guess. I I also Um, have a note about Sue and it was kind of before for when when they went out to dinner, but then I have it again. Like I, I have like face blindness with her. I never know if it's her. Like I can't, like sometimes she looks like Natasha Richardson. Sometimes she looks like Gina Davis or Meg Ryan or like, or Greta Gerwig. And I'm like, who is she? And then like some, like she'll show up and I'm like, oh, is that the protagonist? Or is it another blonde woman in New York City? You know how to identify her? And I wrote this down, but I didn't get to talk about it earlier. It is by her. Go on. 
Well, and this is something that's very true since we've been, we've been watching a lot of movies from the 80s um, and other decades prior to now, obviously, is that the teeth on these actors are so much more imperfect. Oh, interesting. Than you would be allowed to get away with in today. So today, like a lot of actors have veneers or like mm-hmm. very perfect teeth. Yeah. And like very bright white. Very bright white, but also this level. And she had like, bigger front teeth and they're very gray oh (laughs) very telling of her age and that is not especially with all that red lipstick she was wearing in the bush yeah um i didn't notice that but that that's a good tell yeah it's a good tell and like yeah they all just kind of have and it's something that like i love about these movies is that it's not an important you know Mm -hmm. it's like also yeah you know, juicy booties were in in the 80s, but not like they are now, but still you're supposed to have, like, a perfect body. And I did like that her juicy booty, like, yeah. had some cellulite on it. Yeah, I saw, I noticed that, too, especially with the bathing suit that she chose. Um, and I, yes. <laughs> the string that went up her ass crack. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not interested in that. I'm wearing Although, it. While we're on the fashion talk, she had some high-waisted pants that oh, I... Yeah. I I, she was pulling off, you know. Yeah, that fashion's that. also like coming back. I also noticed that she had gloves with a watch on the outside in like the first scene. I don't know if you guys like noticed that, but it was like a pair of gloves that have a watch built into it, which is fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene, which it's not my favorite scene, but it's I, it's just bizarre that so many people were gathered to watch a man get a haircut. Yeah, I mean, a wild know. haircut. I don't know yeah. what. That was, like, again, it's New York City. Like, there's so much happening. And, like, that is where, but again, Joe, Joe Exotic, look at his hair. Yeah, I kind of thought about that, too, with Crocodile Dundee walking through. Like, it is, like, he would be so unnoticed in New York City. Because he looks like every other crazy person in New York City. And then then he throws a can of purse. I love that. Which I just had the note that... He definitely wrote this movie because he's good at everything. You know, spear yeah. fish, he can kill crocodiles, he can just randomly judge a person weaving yeah. through a crowd and hit them with that can. Like, he would have just been the, a random person is what would have happened, and he would have gotten... That that horse cop would have come and arrested him. Um, is basically what would have happened. <laughs> so then, then they're at this, like, high-rolling party, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So here's... Stress. Sue's dress yeah, the is was insane. Like a whole side of side boob. It was, it was just, like yeah. Jessica Rabbit's dress. <laughs> Sue <laughs> goes to the party as Jessica Rabbit. Her, her body was made out of less just random mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so here is my big question at this party. Okay. Um, and we we are really the, the the group the group me Alyssa and Annie that I watched it with were very undecided about the person whose crotch crocodile dundee grabs is that a man dressed as a woman woman? i think it's It's... a woman it's an older woman is my that's my take i I have no idea but i my take is that it's an older woman i thought it was a transgender man and then he just wants to make sure sorry sorry yes of course so i thought it was a transgender woman like an older transgender woman um who he just grabs the crotch feels a penis and then was just like i just want to be sure i just want to be on the same page as everyone but we were very split because Alyssa thought was on phil's page of like i just want to be sure 
great. It's a woman. It's just a, it's this older woman that kind of looks like a drag queen. That's my I, take. He looked a little mannish and he was like, okay, I guess I have to check every time. Like and this. then that person is like, oh, I should go to Australia. So I was like, does this woman love getting grabbed or is it a transgender woman? Is it a transgender woman that loves being, I don't know. I was like so confused yeah. at I what was going on. Really some like Australian. Yeah. Well, it, well, just, yeah, it doesn't hold up, but no. my take is that older woman and that she, she feels that this 70 year old Paul Hogan uh, is hitting on her, which makes her, feel great it doesn't hold up so much that i don't understand what's going on like at all i don't know what it is um but we were also saying that it's kind of rough because sue's explanation is like he's australian you're like man what a rough uh movie for australians like if i was australian i would not be super happy but yeah okay ex-criminals you know i guess so but then he redeems himself to help the man with his sinus right yeah yeah that uh, wouldn't work, right? Like, that would just ruin that, that cocaine. Whole, that whole, like, <laughs> exposition about cocaine was so fascinating. It was like, it's like, it's cocaine. Everybody's <laughs> doing it. Like, we're all on cocaine. And yeah. And in New York, everybody's doing cocaine. Sue it's is funny. doing a lot of cocaine, yeah. Sue probably is, and it's like... That's how she's so skinny. A lot of yeah. Cocaine. And you're also kind of like mad at Sue for not preparing him at all for anything. Like, well, he's doing it all for the article. She wants him to screw up like this. Um, yeah, so I guess. So she probably had the day installed, especially into this hotel. You know, she she made sure that the the person that he might get confused about just to she's instigating these yeah, sexual. Yeah, that's like yeah. what it seems like. And then I have um the note that like the next thing that happens is that like he calls Walt to tell him he's going to stay longer. And then Walt's like, okay, I'll take, like, I need you to take care of all the business there. And then Walt's like, sure, no problem. And then I'm like, what business? Like what? Like Walt needs to go fishing? Like what, what well, is no, they, it? Ha- they do tourism. He's I see. jungle guy. I just learned that. Yeah. Okay, great. So Walt's going to do the jungle tours or he's going to get some other lunatic to do that. Okay. And he kind of has like a little moment where his friends make a little home. Yeah. Yeah. But he's jonesing for this lady. Um, and then, of course, we, I, that's, so this is the fancy, that end of the sort of typical 80s party, which I, I did have one note that I think that there is an Andy Warhol person in the background. I don't know oh. if it's supposed to be or, or whatever. Interesting. Um, but they leave that party, and then we have the famous, that's not a knife um, This scene. is a knife. Which yeah. he kind of reveals himself to be like a, a good-humored guy. He slices his soup, but he's like, yeah, they're just kids wanting to have a fight in the street. You know? <laughs> For, <laughs> like, he's just like, they're great, you know, just all in a day. Kids being yeah. kids. So, whatever. Kids doing yeah. a Michael Jackson video. Uh, yeah, that guy exactly. was dressed exactly like Thriller. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah like beat it yeah oh yes right and then they end up going to her house right and like revealing that it's the biggest house that's ever existed and her boyfriend though oh sorry before that she's she's daydreaming at her word (laughs) thinking about how he her from a fight last night the romantic time they had oh and then we meet her creepy dad 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. He's French kisser in the office. Yeah. Uh, we see that dad clearly is into creepy boyfriend and that like, you know, that's when I was like, oh, is this the, <laughs> I was like, oh, dad wants to meet Croc. What could go wrong? Like, he's really into the creepy boyfriend. Like, maybe this is what's going to happen is like, we see the like, dad's not into, but the dad was nice enough to Crocodile Dundee. He wasn't mean to him or anything. And like, that's not the plot it, either. It does seem very much like a wedding crashers plot where like Christopher Walken, like, for show, loves Bradley Cooper as a boyfriend, but ultimately it's like, nah, he's kind of an asshole. Like, you know, like, I don't know if um, Sue's dad really likes the kiss, kiss up boyfriend. I don't know. Maybe he does. Yeah, I don't know. He says he does. He's really into it. I mean, lets him propose in front of that room full of strangers. But that's what happens in Wedding Crashers. I can stop making a par- comparison to that. Right. And he never <laughs> says yes. Oh, I, yeah, exactly. There, yeah. It's a- that he doesn't even wait for her to say yes. Um, kind of strategic, yeah. Also, totally. the proposal is basically, I have not been able to control you as your editor, so it's I will be worst. able to control you as your husband. It's terrible. Um, In front of a bunch yeah. of people they don't know. Um, and I also have a note that says, like, he just is wearing, he wears the worst suits. Now he's dressed like Dumb and Dumber. Like, he has this, like, powder blue, terrible suit. I'm so confused. As somebody who doesn't know anything about fashion, I'm still confused. Like, she's dressed for a black tie wedding. Some people are dressed like they're going on a yacht in, like, a summer afternoon. It's all, it's very confusing. Yeah. And, the, and the place, it's, like, such a nice house, but, like, all the chairs that they're in are kind of, like, old and stained and gross. Like, it's, it's really confusing. <laughs> I did not notice the chairs, but I It's will, weird. Yeah, they're, like, yeah. old upholstery. It's just, like, I feel like these people would have nicer things, but I don't know. So then, of course, Mick gets all heartbroken because of yeah. this party. And I just want to say during the party, though, we don't see that really. She looks over at him and he's like completely having a conversation with that other woman. It doesn't seem sad. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm faking with the neighbors. Faking it. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I thought. But he is sad. So he gets dropped off in Times Square. To do Which I guess that day was a lot seedier. So yeah, I think it was right. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then he like runs into that pimp that just looks like a vampire. It, it's like yeah, and then you get the bump, bump, bump music. I absolutely thought that that pimp was gonna start singing. It sound <laughs> it, it was building up. It's like no, don't you go. Like it was really crazy, and then they didn't obviously. But and he was yeah. dressed like just like uh, you went to Party City. All of those characters <laughs> were like prostitute, and you picked one yeah. off. Like, yeah, totally. for the 80s. Sexy nurse. Yeah. Also, yeah, Crocodile Dundee thinks, generally there's like blonde and brunette prostitute on the street, so he just assumes, even though he's probably like, you know, 30 blocks from where he met those other two, or probably in a different borough, this must be the same two people. Um, right, yeah. 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 Um, but of course, I- Carl Winslow to the rescue. Um, Who kills those men. <laughs> With his car. Yeah. <laughs> he just uh, runs Which, over. He didn't even need to. The guy was running away and he was like, I not know. on my watch. Um, yeah, I was yeah. worried about Carl Winslow. And now his limo is ruined. Well, and then he like, it's a kind of a fun boomerang reference that they don't even really call out. But he like takes the end and like boomerangs yeah. him. and Unnecessarily though. The guy's running away, but he just really yeah. wanted, you need to pay for fight. Yeah. 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 
Um, and then we go back to the giant house where Sue is dressed like Jackie Kennedy in her own home. Like just so many scarves and gloves and glasses <laughs> just go out of the house. But yeah. She's rich. Don't you know? That's important. She's, she's Yeah. She becomes like more rich. Once we, once the audience realizes she's rich, the movie definitely lets you know yeah. she's rich a lot. Yeah. So yes. yeah. And it went probably in more in the first half, but I wonder if there were more allusions to like African Queen and like Audrey Hepburn of just, I think that same sort of dynamic. I, I mean, I'm sure this movie pulls and then dumbs down a lot of sort of tropes from better yeah. movies. But yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, her having money uh, does give better context to the first half of the movie is like why she's allowed to spend so much time doing this. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Um, so yeah, he goes on his little walkabout. Um, to the subway. Yes. Leaves and, his and, life with the, the doorman. That was fun. I liked that exchange when they're like doing the Australian and American to each other. That's kind yeah, of fun. That was cute. Yeah, the doorman's cute. Yeah, the um, doorman is cute. And then, yeah, Always we get a cute the, doorman in a movie, you know? Yeah. Like, you know. Uh, Again, then, pretty woman, hotel true. concierge, doorman. Right. Although when, when, when she calls the hotel and the woman's like, he's checked out, we're really going to miss him. And I'm like, yeah. you didn't talk to him. Like, there was no, we didn't know that. They weren't hanging out. Yeah, I know. Goes back to that whole housekeeper thing. I mean, he is using his time efficiently to meet and greet just constantly. <laughs> I um, mean, it's true that he does, every time we're with him, he is like meeting somebody different, um, you know, introducing right. himself to a random New York City dweller, I suppose. I wonder where that guy is now that he greeted first, like the street guy. <laughs> you know, he was like, oh, who who does like the double take at the end? Right. Yeah, what uh, was that long double take for him? What was it about? Yeah, right. That didn't he make any... He stared at him for like five minutes while he was there. Then he left. And then, and then suddenly he, he, he could be pulled away from his conversation. was like, huh? It was, his brain yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. It was, that was bizarre. Um, and so then she's like running in heels to the subway. Throws him she down. She takes one of them off. Yep. Throws it in front of her. It's <laughs> just nuts. <laughs> and then she like gets past the turnstile and this like random lunatic at the, the newsstand molests her in front of the two people in the newsstand that could give like no little like... Mm -hmm. Like, they don't care at all that this woman is being, like, physically yeah. harassed. It's so that weird. all strange. Very strange. It's very much like a 80s view of the city. Where, like, and the, also, minute, performer, the yeah. street performer was like, I'll just move my hat over to, like, make money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can't just stand right in front of the turnstile and do your, like, robot dancing and make money. You're in the way. It doesn't and make any sense. Very crowded. So crowded. Huh? I said okay. that platform was like the most crowded platform I've ever it's seen. Never been, it's never been that crowded. No, never. Like that, that is insane um, to just be packed with people like it's that. I mean, like, yeah, that looked more like what a train, how a train is crowded, not how a platform is crowded. Um, right. And then, and so we have, yes, that game of telephone. That's not a game of telephone that actually works. Yeah, it's funny. That, that that scene still gets me, even though it's cheesy and whatever. Uh, it is yeah. funny. You have, like, the requisite construction worker in every oh, yeah. movie it's, about New York. Now, Philip, did you have an emotional reaction to that scene? I did, yeah, I did. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, that's... I don't want to call out other people that had emotional reactions to that scene. <laughs> but... Uh-oh. 
I did not have an emotional reaction to that scene. And I wonder, Katie, did you? An emotional reaction? Yeah. I thought, it, I mean, it was cute. I didn't have an emotional reaction. No. So I want to know what that, that's. A, I think it's just like the nostalgia that's there and just like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like this is like the first feelings of emotion is I, because I mean, I was six or seven. Oh, wow. Came out. Um, and, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Like, as no, a kid just, watching this, I can imagine you not knowing what was going to happen, and then it works out. Like, as adults watching it, you're like, I'm pretty sure, sure. they're going to end up together. But I can, <laughs> I can see, I can tap into a perceived nostalgia about it. Yeah, and, and I, I think yeah. that's a very from, sweet scene. It's yeah, sweet. and just the, I the the sweetness that both the the black guy and the construction worker. And I assume the the Indian that's like the next person. Yeah, um, right. no, they're like so they're invested in it as well. And you're just it, I don't know. They like yeah. Except whereas in a, does an just actual, step like, on everybody's head as he's walking through in a very oh, painful way. That, that would not that work. That doesn't anyway. work. You can't. We Annie and I just binged the series Cheer. I don't know if you guys watched it or yes. not. Yes. The difficulty in holding somebody up for a second. Yeah. Like oh, when you mosh, there's a reason that people mosh on their backs. You don't mosh right. on your feet. Um, and I thought it was so weird because they set us up to believe I thought that he was going to like monkey bar Jump the eye bar. Yeah. Right. And so, and then he walks on people's faces, which is not a thing that happens on earth. It's so weird. Sort of on their shoulders. And he's wearing like cowboy boots with like heels. So like it's not spurs. even. spurs. Right. Um, it doesn't, it makes, yeah. That, I, I was like, what are we seeing? It's so They weird. would have thrown him on the third rail. That's for sure. Totally. Yeah, totally. that was very, was, I thought they were going to just carry him on his back across. It's also so unnecessary because people, as ridiculously crowded as that platform is, people are getting through. So just right. walk back. Also, a train is going to come and everyone's going to disappear. And then wait, you just be like. Wait 30 I, seconds. There's I assume no the amount space. of people, it must be rush hour. And therefore a train right. is coming sooner She's rather than later. there. She's just going to wait by the steps. Like she should have just been like, it's okay. I'll just wait here. It's okay. Yeah. Just wait. Mm-hmm. We'll see wait. Love can't wait, guys. Love can't wait. Yeah. And it is sweet. Yeah. And they get together and then it's the end of the movie. And it's just the end suddenly, and I was shocked. Yeah. It was like a frozen kiss, and the movie was over, and the credits were. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Uh, yeah, I think that's, I think we can jump into our HBDs. All right. right. Yeah. Um, I'll start with my, let's start with Hummers today. Okay. Okay. My Hummer is that this movie is not about fighting crocodiles like I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'll give it that. I was, I expected it to be like an entire movie about a man stabbing crocodiles because they were going after people. And I had no idea that it was a love story. I had no idea that they went to New York. I had no idea any of that. So that's my Hummer. My Hummer, um, I wish it could be more specific, but I feel like my Hummer is probably Crocodile Dundee because he, (laughs) I don't know. Dundee. Crocodile Scranton Dundee. Um, Dundee. Crocodile Dundee. I don't know. Now I don't even know the right way to say it. Dun- Crocodile Dundee. 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 Um, one, I love Australian accents. Um, but 
he really is. I mean, I know Paul Hogan wrote this part for himself, but he really is like very um, good intentioned and good humored and um, not a jerk. And like he could be, I, okay, here's my hammer. I think he could be, a, <laughs> I, here's my hammer. I watched this movie called Crocodile <laughs> Um I think he could be a lot more macho than he was. And he wasn't like insufferably um, macho. I he, agree with that. Yeah. So that, that'll be my homework. I guess. Okay. I like that. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say something very, very similar. So I'm going to just briefly so, add to that and say something else. It's like, yeah, he, he definitely, there was some self-deprecation that was thrown in there of just like showing that he's, a little bit full of shit with the whole mm-hmm. watch thing with the shaving thing mm-hmm. um but i mean because so that cuts all the sort of he's great at everything sort of i don't know I, right it always reminds me of like Anne rand books where uh her characters just are literally good at everything and it's insufferable so it's like having this where he's just like oh he's he's sort of full of shit a little bit uh, makes it better. Um, and so instead of doing that one, I will, I will say just the music, uh, those that when it was like the bad guy songs or him like doing the good job and I'll, I'll pull it up in a second. Um, man, it, it brought me back and I was just, I was there. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's just some good synthesizer jams in there in general, yeah. which I really like. Also, I think I've spent a lot of time watching like a lot of Chris Lilly. I don't know if you guys know that actor. He did yeah, Summer of course. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. And just some other like Australian, um, the one about the two women, Kath and Kim. Kath and Kim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Australian humor is, is, it's different. Like, yeah, totally. And friends that I have that are Australian. So even though it's an American movie, right? There's like, his voice is definitely in it. And you, you can hear that. And I, I don't honestly believe um, even though there is history of colonization and things there, it's just, it, it feels different than the United States in terms of that kind of humor. I don't know. Not entirely sure. I don't want to speak to it t- entirely, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah. they just have a very different. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just want to give a little bit of the music. So, so uplifting. And just... Is this the gunfight? Is what? Is this the music from the gunfight? This is just the theme song. Oh, okay. Uh, Got yeah. it. Oh, maybe it was then. Interesting. There, there's a bunch because I also love sort of the that the bad guys coming in song. The bop bop bop. Yeah, it's all great. So, yeah, that's my hammer. Nice. Um, all right, Phil. Why don't you so, pick the next one? You want to do dumbers or bummers? Um, let's do um dumbers. All right. Um, I. I I can start with a dumber. So they're at that super picturesque lake and there he's like killed an iguana and he's roasted on a fire and uh, they're about to eat it. He's like cooked some yams and stuff like that. And then he's, he's like, no, this tastes like shit. Well, you just, first of all, killed an iguana, cooked it like for a long time. And then you're going to have bean. Like that just makes no sense. First of all, I've had iguana, it's delicious, you know. Yeah, it is it's, good. It's just bamboo chicken, great. Um, yeah, it tastes like alligator. We feel sort of sorry. Like, for them. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're they're cute, you know. So don't kill one and then just put it to waste. Yeah, so yeah. that's my dumber. Okay. 
My dumber is very close in time to yours, I think. Um, and I know we mentioned like camping without a tent. So it's kind of like that where like the second night that they're out, they're like, it's at night and they're just like sitting on the sand with their like bare feet in the sand and they're just going <laughs> to camp there. And I'm like, the night in Australia, in the outback, in the middle of the woods, jungle, in the sand, like they would be so eaten by everything. <laughs> and all I could think yeah. of was just everything that was like on their feet, up her skirt, in his, you know. So I just was like, this is so dumb. Like you can't, this is not a beach. Um, so yeah, anyway. Um, my dumber is 100% her bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it doesn't make any sense it's so uncomfortable that's a bathing suit you wear in a playboy spread or like just to lay around and do nothing it is not a hiking bathing suit it is not a living your best life bathing, period yeah. agreed yeah yeah I, I get that and yeah um so yeah um bummers I, i'm gonna go back to my original bummer was just that covid19 took Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark Blum. Even though he yeah. was a smarmy, terrible character, he's probably a really nice person. Yeah. As I said, they, all, all the people that are the worst in the movies usually are the nicest, and then the people that are like the nicest, like uh, Bill Cosby. I'm sure there's a long list. You know, <laughs> end up being horrible, Yikes. horrible. People. <laughs> yeah. Bummers uh, upon bummers. Bummers on bummers. Um, my bummer, and this is in direct juxtaposition to Bridget's Hummer, is that this movie wasn't more about stabbing and wrestling <laughs> crocodiles. I can't believe we only saw like two crocodiles and one of them was stuffed. I definitely wanted more crocodiles and I probably wanted more Australia. I wanted more Australian accents. Like I was dumbfounded when we spent over half the movie in New York City. I just couldn't believe it. So that's that's my bummer. So maybe I have to watch Crocodile Dundee to return to Australia. You do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I might. I mean, there's so many other things to watch right now. And obviously, I spend a lot of time doing research for our podcast. So I don't want to yeah. extend myself. But yeah, I'm kind of intrigued about the second and third one. <laughs> well, I'll put it on my list. Um, uh, let's see. For my bummer... I I think because I, I was getting this confused a little bit with Crocodiles on T2, I thought there was more Wally and he has more of a role in the second one. So oh. I was a little bit bummed that we didn't get more of, um, yeah, his, his Wally-ness, uh, which I'm trying to think, he's like a mashup of like some very, very 80s, like I guess the, the, the landlord from Three's Company and uh, I Mr. Don't know, Yeah. Mr. Foley. Furley. I want to say, what's that? Furley. Furley, sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think my, my bummer is just not enough of him. Um, and of course, yeah, that who knew that the sexual assault wasn't going to hold up. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, well. Yeah. So, well, I do have, do you have any questions, Phil or Bridget? Uh, I have one from, like I said, the person I, I watched it with, and hers was just why just to this entire movie was just sort of like, <laughs> why 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 does it exist? Why is the woman so bad? Um, yeah. I 
I guess I have a similar, I have two questions. Well, three questions. One is similar from um, somebody I watched the movie with, which is um, my roommate, Alyssa, who says, to be honest, still unsure of the actual plot line. There's no plot line we discussed. Yeah. yeah. The rom-com. Um, also, yeah, lowercase r, lowercase c. Uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> why white kids in the outback? That was her question. Why would you wear white kids in the outback? Because yeah. you're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. The, all of her decisions were super dumb. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is rough. Yeah. And then um, Annie's question, I think I mentioned in the beginning, was um, what is the Rotten Tomatoes score for it? Like, what do we think? What's our guess as the Rotten Tomatoes score? I think I saw it when I was doing some research, so I'll go last. Okay. Oh, I don't even know how to score something on Rotten. Is it five? No, it's, no, it's a, zero, 100. Zero to 100. Oh, okay. And 100 is the best? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 86. Oh, good guess. I was going to go with that, too. I guess I'll go with, like, 80, Phil. I'm sure I saw, like, 86 or 87. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. I'm going to look You're it up now. Up. I got it queued up. Um, <laughs> but it's loading. Good. 87. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, it has an 87% on the tomato meter, but only a 59% audience score. I would have thought that, the audience score would be way higher. Hmm. Because you my guess is they didn't do that back and so it's Yeah, I maybe the maybe works. older movies the audience score is lower. Anyway, fun fact. Well, good guess, Bridget. Oh my god. Did you look it up? Nope. That's insane. That's really impressive. I guess the like year that- it was made. Oh yeah, good call. <laughs> nice. Thank okay, you. Okay, and um, so as far as just because we're going through this box office, um, it was the second biggest movie of that year, uh, just behind Top Gun and just in front of The Karate Kid Part Two. Whoa! Wow, it's a powerhouse. That's a big year. And then, a- with, just behind Karate Kid Part Two was Back to School which I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but that may be one of the ones I put on the list as well. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield, it is a classic. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Good to know. So yeah, um, I guess the final question is, is it for real? Is it for real? Um, Who's going to go first in this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think it's for real. Yeah, <laughs> I think the uh, the love story. Um, okay, I'm getting a just this just in. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! was an Oscar nominated for best screenplay. Wow, is that for real? It's for real. Wow. Well, that's nuts. So. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it is for real. I think there's um, some fun characters, and I think it's, you know, I think it's a sweet little creepy love story that, that's, that, you know, like, holds true from 1986. Yeah. It doesn't, there was a few moments that I cringed, and I, I hope yeah. that those people have learned better out of their yeah. ignorance. Um, but yeah, it's for real. I am going to go with the same opinion. The I will say I 
the transphobic stuff at that bar was like yeah. really I would honestly just encourage people to fast forward that because that's like really sad like that was not it, it wasn't like laughably it didn't hold up it really yeah. was terrible yeah was if you if you subtract that um I think because Crocodile Dundee is a charming um good-natured wanting to learn person um, it's a very classic fish out of water story and, um, and fun, like a New York, yeah, a New York, Australia story. So yeah, I would say it's for real. Yeah. And then I'm going to also say it's for real. Uh, like I said, I had a lot, lot of nostalgia for this, that it, it, it came back to me with the music and all that. And, uh, I completely forgot that Carl Winslow, you know, the cop from Die Hard was in this. So it was just like, yeah, it was great. Um, except for that one, yeah, the uh, the sexual assault that's in there yeah. twice. Yeah, uh, totally. Take that out, and and then you've got a perfectly pleasant uh, '80s movie. And I I I chuckled several times during this movie, where it's just some good like sort of one-liners of you know, hey Walt, what's today? You know, um, yeah. That's right. So yeah, I think I think it it's for real. Yay! Yay! All right. Uh, Maybe we got to challenge ourselves because so far, I mean, we've been, it's for real. Oh, I, I've got a list of movies, you know, don't worry. Um, <laughs> what are we doing next? Do we know? Well, this one I think was counted as my suggestion. So mm -hmm. I think we'll just sort of cycle around. Yeah. I think, Katie, you're next up because I picked Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter Step. I have two ideas, and it's either, I think, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, or Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. So we can um, discuss amongst ourselves, or maybe is, the audi audience can weigh in. Is Indiana Jones' The Last Crusade the first Indiana Jones? No, it's, it's the third. It's the last. Well, it's the third. The last it, in the modern era. It's the one that matters. Counts. Yeah, totally. Seen. Is that the one that has the ball that rolls down? No. No, is the first one. That is uh, Ark of the Covenant. Temple of, oh. Raiders no, of the Lost Ark. Oh, talk about some stuff that doesn't hold up. Yeah, we should watch Temple of Doom. Oh. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. Well, Katie, you're, it's your pick next week. So All right. Choose well. Uh, I thought we'd end today with, a, you know, we're thinking about Crocodile Dundee and we're thinking about, you know, what we love about crocodiles, which is that they rock. Yeah, uh, so let's nice. jump into it. Nobody can see our dancing, but we're dancing to Crocodile Rock. Nice. Uh, well, friends, Another great episode of Is It For Real. Signing off. See you next time. See you next time.